Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today, looking at Ecclesiastes 8. Ecclesiastes 8. Who is such a wise man, and who knows how to explain a situation? A man's wisdom makes his face shine and softens the hard look on his face. Obey the king's command because of your oath to God. Do not quickly leave his presence. Do not stand up for a bad cause, for he will do whatever he pleases. For a king's word is supreme, and who will say to him, What are you doing? Whoever obeys a command will experience no harm, and a wise heart will know the right time and the right way to act. Because for each situation there is a right time and a right way to act, although evil may weigh a man down. But no one knows what that will be. Indeed, who can tell him what will be? As no one has power to restrain the wind, there is no power over the day of death. No discharge is granted during war, and wickedness will not deliver those who practice it. All this I saw while I was applying my heart to every work under the sun, during this time when one man has power over another to harm him. While doing this, I have seen wicked people buried. They have come and gone from the holy place, and they were praised in the city when they had done so. This too is vapor." When the sentence for a crime is not carried out quickly, people's hearts are emboldened to do evil. Though a sinner commits a hundred crimes and lives for a long time, I nevertheless know that it will turn out well for those who fear God, who stand in awe before him. But it will not be good for the wicked. Such a man will not lengthen his days like a shadow, since he does not stand in fear before God. Another example of vapor that appears on the earth is when righteous people get what the wicked deserve for their actions, and wicked people get what the righteous deserve for their actions. I say, this too is vapor. So I sang the praises of pleasure, because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. Such joy will stay with him during his hard work throughout the days of his life which God has given to him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to observe the tiresome business done on the earth, even though it keeps a person from sleeping day or night, I saw everything that God had done, but no man can grasp all the work that is done under the sun. No matter how hard a man works to explore it, he cannot discover it all. Even if the wise man claims to know it, he cannot find it. This is the word of our God. In this chapter in particular, Solomon takes up the topic of justice, um, justice in this world, and how should we act um, when we are treated unjustly? How should we act when we are the victim of injustice? That's kind of the first half. And then the, the second half is Solomon kind of considering the results, considering the results of the apparent injustices that... Um, <laughs> that when the, the wicked pass away, that they are spoken of highly, that they are praised in the, the streets and the funerals. And so we see at the beginning of the chapter that a man's wisdom may fail. <laughs> it won't give us a satisfying interpretation of a thing. Um, as Solomon talked about at the end of last chapter, chapter 7, uh, verse 23 and following, all this I tested by wisdom and I said, I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. That in the, the foolishness and the folly of this world, in this world that is clouded by sin, in the lives of people who, yes, in some cases have power, in some cases are the victim, um, in all of these cases, sin creates foolishness and sin creates folly. And even though we were to apply our wisdom to it and we could see it and we could understand it from a Christian perspective at the same time, 
at the same time, some of these things are just beyond us. And we shake our heads and we say, this doesn't make sense. A man's wisdom fails to give a satisfying interpretation of a thing. Who is such a wise man and who knows how to explain such a situation? And so Solomon then, beginning in verse 2, he kind of has this this next this next major theme of the chapter, because verse one kind of sets out the whole theme of this chapter, that sometimes wisdom doesn't give you a satisfying answer. Sometimes you don't get the full picture, the big picture. But sometimes, beginning in verse two, wisdom gives you enough discretion so that you avoid a head-on collision. Wisdom helps you to pick your time and your place, um, especially with a despot, some sort of ruler who lords it over a man to his hurt, as Solomon said in verse nine. All this I saw while I was applying my heart to every work done under the sun during this time when one man has power over another to harm him. Um, and in context, he's talking about like a king or a ruler or something like that. Um, but I think you could also include more broadly that in this world, just the general truth, that in this world, um, as long as you are in this world, somebody else, whether for reasons that we understand or not, somebody else may take out their vengeance upon you. They may hurt you for reasons that only exist in their own mind. You know, they don't. those reasons don't have to make sense, Solomon says. I applied my mind to this for wisdom, and I could not figure it out. It was only foolishness and folly. But um, it, so in verses one through one through nine, I suppose, um, is kind of this first major theme talking about how do you how do you conduct yourself in a world where people can hurt you? How do you act in a world where you will not find justice, where you are under the despotic king, the the despot or the dictator? Um, and Solomon says, instead of acting, instead of acting, you know, rashly, the wise man awaits the appointed time and way to bring him relief from his trouble, even though that trouble lies heavy on him and he does not know how long he will live. Um, this is especially in, I guess, verses five through five through eight. Whoever obeys a command will experience no harm and a wise heart knows the right time and the right way to act. Because for each situation, there is a right time and a right way to act, although evil may weigh a man down. And I think um, I think those words are especially helpful. I mean, obviously, they're helpful if you are in a business or um, when you think about disciplining a child, that there is a time and a place and there is a proper discipline for whatever the child needs to know and needs to hear. But Solomon's point is that in this world, somebody may harm you, whether that person has a right to do so or not, whether it is proper for them to do so or not, um, you might be the victim. You might you might be living in a, a time and a place that is very difficult. You think of people living under various dictators at various times and how they kind of had to, you know, if you read the history books, they kind of had to go along with things and really choose their place when it came to resistance, if it came to resistance at all. And so that's that's kind of the wisdom that the, the wise man has. That's the wisdom that the believer has, um, which in verse 8, I guess, as no one has the power to restrain the wind. There is no power over the day of death. That we cannot control that day. That we cannot prolong our lives when it is our day to be leaving this world. And until then, until then, how are we to act? Well, the first half of the chapter here deals with 
deals with picking our time and our place and conducting ourselves in such a way with wisdom so that even those even those who oppose us and even though those who have authority over us they don't act in a way that is wise and they might and other people might do do harm to us for reasons that only lie within their own brains um, within their own minds um, the second half of the chapter provides a little bit more insight he says i saw i saw this other thing this other crime this other bad thing that has happened um the wicked people were buried they had come and gone from the holy place they were praised in the city and this too is vapor and and this kind of gets into another thing under that theme of what wisdom cannot fully understand um the secrets that wisdom cannot penetrate which is that the wicked people they flourish they they are recognized as wicked but then when they pass away and there's the there's a funeral then everybody speaks so highly of them and and anybody who knew that person kind of walks out who is it that they were talking about <laughs> And this is another thing that Solomon cannot understand on the basis of wisdom. Another thing that his wisdom cannot um, cannot unravel because it is so completely foolish because it doesn't even go in line with what the natural man living under the sun thinks and how he thinks to say nothing of the wisdom, the special wisdom that God gives the believer. And so Solomon's conclusion is when he's looking at all of this injustice, when he's looking at this inversion of, of righteousness, um, his conclusion really is verses, um, I guess, verse, verse 12. Though a sinner commits a hundred crimes and lives for a long time, I nevertheless know that it will turn out well for those who fear God, who stand in awe before him. And that's where we stand as well, that it might be simple and certainly frustrating and maybe even make for a rigorous debate to talk about the evil that we see in this world and the injustice that we see in this world. And you just turn on the news or start scrolling the news on your phone and you would have more than enough fodder for foolish talk. But where we stand is this recognition that God does permit evil in this world and that, that God does permit um, even foolishness in this world of sin and death and pain. And God does permit even injustice because that's the result of sin and sinful people who have been entrusted with power or authority um, use it for their own personal gain or they use it to the harm of those that they are supposed to protect. And it doesn't make sense and it won't make sense. But his words for us today is, um, is exactly what Solomon says in verse 12. I nevertheless know that it will turn out for those who fear God, who stand in awe before him. And so Solomon again today teaches us the virtue of patience, the recognition that our Lord sees and our Lord knows. And it is not for us to be driven along by our emotions or by the foolishness and by the foolish talk of this world. It is for us to be carried along in comfort based on the word of God, that objective word that does not change. And in that objective, unchanging word, we have this promise from God that your sin has been forgiven and that one day, one day, everything that is unseen and hidden will be made known, both the sin and the righteousness. And one day, based on the righteousness that Jesus has given to you through his word and sacrament, you too will stand in awe before God in righteousness and holiness forever. And so as you go about your day, um, I want you to keep that in mind.
it would be very easy to get distracted um, by the news and by the events. And it might be even easy to get frustrated by the way that we wish things would be different. Um, It would be easy to get caught up in the injustice of this world, but that shouldn't surprise us. What does surprise us and what continues to surprise us in a delightful way is God's grace to you and to me. So stand in awe of him, set your heart on what he has said, and look forward to that day when finally everything will be made right and be made new. We're still compiling a few more questions for our next series, Questions People Ask. So please check out the show notes and send us your questions, the ones that have always um, given you pause or made you think. Anyway, thanks for joining us. God bless your day.